The views, ideas, and content of well seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Well Seekers. Hello, and welcome to Well Seekers. I'm Lucia, and I am so excited to be back with you during our series on anxiety and depression and how we can rise and come back through any anxiety we may be feeling or a loved one may be feeling and depression that you may be feeling or a loved one may be feeling. Last week or two weeks ago, actually, because we took a week off for Valentine's Day to strictly focus on loving yourself and others more well. But last week we had Sharon Lawrence on talking about anxiety and depression and caregivers and why it's on the rise, especially here in the United States and what we can do about it for ourselves and as a society. And today we're continuing that conversation with a guest, Lindsay Smith. She's known as the food mood girl. She's going to be on to talk about some foods that you can have in your life and bring into your life that can help in the process of decreasing depression, decreasing anxiety and stress. So we're really excited to have Lindsay on to talk about that. Before we get started, though, if you're a fan of the show or you listen to the show, I like to say you're part of the family more than a fan um, because I am Italian and I am Italian, which is why food has always been a big part of my life because from a young age, my Nana taught me to cook and I've just always had a love and a passion for food. I also had an eating disorder, which (laughs) was um, interesting for someone who does have a love for food. But now I really truly can say this is not just an exaggeration. I have full acceptance of where my body is and who I am, most importantly. And I am someone who loves food. And One of the things that I love about food is because of some of the challenges I've had with chronic health issues, I've had to really watch my diet, but I've learned what food is all about. Not only can it taste good, but the importance of it in fueling our body, but not just our body, our mind. So before we get to Lindsay, I want to talk a little bit about some studies that have been done about the connection between food and mood. And we've talked about this before in the show, but there's been a huge uptick in the U.S. with something called deaths of despair. Those have been up about 33%. And what those are, are deaths related basically to hopelessness, depression, alcoholism, If we look at deaths correlated to heart disease, obesity, and different factors like that, this is what's killing people here in the U.S. And if we don't have our health, it really doesn't matter, right, what economic rise our country is in. If we're not well, then if you've ever been sick, you know if you're not well, you really have nothing. So how can we get to a place of wellness, reduced anxiety, reduced depression, and use food as one of those tools? That's one of my passions. And part of Well Seekers is looking at it from a holistic approach. So what does science say about the connection between food and mood? The more we dive into it, the more we know that it's huge, right? So there was a study looked at by Harvard, and they examined um, whether there was a link between somewhere between middle age to older, mostly postmenopausal women. And they found it's actually in the International Journal of Obesity. They found that there was absolute association between obesity, depression, and dietary factors. So why does this happen? Well, in a 2014 study on brain behavior and immunity, they used some data to find association between specific foods, right? And some of the foods that they isolated were diets that were rich in sugar, sweet, and soft drinks, refined grains, refined foods, red meat. So this is when people say limit processed foods. It's not only because of obesity, it's because of the side effects on your mental health as well. So the more we look into this, and I mean, 
Harvard, I think, is a pretty good source. But the more that everywhere, research institutions internationally are starting to look at this connection. And we'll dive into some more of the science, but what you put in your body can affect your mood. Why, people always ask. Well, it has to do with something called serotonin. So serotonin is a neurotransmitter. You've potentially heard about it before. It helps with a lot of stuff. It helps with sleep. It helps with your mood. It helps with your appetite. People are on SSRI, serotonin basically increasers is the the best way to say it in most simplistic terms. It helps increase your serotonin when you don't have enough because you're suffering from depression for various reasons. So where is serotonin produced? Well, 95%, 95% of your serotonin is actually produced in your GI tract. That means in your gut. So your gut is lined with hundreds and millions of nerve cells. And if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me say that's why people say trust your gut because your gut has more neurons than any part of your body. So these neurons are exposed to the food that you're eating too. They're highly influenced by good bacteria and that means they'd be highly influenced by bad bacteria as well. So what we put in our body absolutely makes a difference. There was another study that um, Harvard reviewed and it talked about how traditional diets like the Mediterranean diet, which is one that I follow because I'm Italian, shout out to other Italians. Just want a quick side note, Italy is one of the top 10 healthiest countries in the world and diet is one of the main reasons. So this focused on the Mediterranean diet and the Japanese diet to a typical Western diet, which is what the majority of people here in the States consume. The people that were on the Mediterranean and Japanese diet showed that the risk of depression was 25 to 35% lower than those that had a traditional Western Americanized diet that had more processed foods. So vegetables, fruit, unprocessed grains, fish, seafood, lean meats if you're eating meat, lean dairy if you're eating dairy, and avoiding the processed refined foods. That is what helped with depression and I, I think it's fair to say anxiety as well. One of the things you may have heard about is why this happens if you're really a science geek like me and you want to know more is because of something called, and this is why I geek out about this. I've mentioned this before, but the enteric, or you may hear it also referred to as the intrinsic nervous system. This is something that's getting a lot of attention because it is a nervous system capable of operating independently from the brain and spinal cord, but it relies on something called the vagus nerve to operate. So you may have heard this talked about on other podcasts. The short version of what it is, is it's a bunch of cranial nerves that connects the brain to the body. And it has sensory nerves that connect the brain stem to the body. And it allows your brain to monitor and receive information for different functions. One of those functions does have to do with, this is a a gross generalization because I don't want to get too scientific and lose people, but has to do with mood, right? So the vagus nerve helps to regulate lots of things like your physiology, heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, digestion, the way that we speak. So there's a lot of function coming out of this nerve that's correlated to our digestive system. So what do we feed ourselves? I talked about the Mediterranean diet. So fish, salmon is a huge omega-3 fish. That's important. Omega-3s, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, unprocessed food. The list goes on and on. But instead of me going over it, I think that our guest, Lindsay Smith, who's going to join us, is going to dive into a lot more on the connection, specifically on the food Verse mood connections and foods that you can consume to help with depression and anxiety. So 
We are so excited to have Lindsay Smith on, and she is going to be right back after a short break. So stick with us here on Well Seekers. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless, and with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data, coast-to-coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico, plus text and data in over 210 countries worldwide, all with the best phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at PulseCellular.com. You're listening to Well Seekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. And we are back on Well Seekers with our guest this week, Lindsay Smith. Lindsay is a nationally recognized author, health coach, speaker, and blogger behind Food Mood Girl, best known for her books, Eat Your Feelings and Food Guilt No More. Uh, Lindsay, those are two different books, (laughs) Eat Your Feelings and Food Guilt No More. Lindsay has reached thousands of people looking to enhance their mood, decrease their anxiety, and learn to love themselves just a little more. Uh, We were just talking about this, but when she's not helping other people, Lindsay spends time in her hometown of Pittsburgh with her husband and dog, Winnie Cooper. You may hear Winnie Cooper in the background. I love Pittsburgh. Such a cool town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been born and raised. Well, I grew up outside of the city, but I moved to Pittsburgh to the city like 14 years ago. And yeah, I really love it. It's kind of like a city, but a small town feel, which is which is really fun. Lots of artists, creative energy, which I feel like a lot of people have left New York and gone to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Like so many people. I think because it's an affordable place to live mm-hmm. um, and and it's, you know, it, it has, it has pretty much all you would want out of a city. It is very green, you know, like people forget that we think of like, oh, steel town. It's probably very like steel and gross and soot, but actually Pittsburgh's very, very green, which I also appreciate. There's a place there that makes pancakes. And I didn't know about this till I visited. So if anyone's visiting Pittsburgh, I want to give you a little tip. Obama, <laughs> apparently it's really well known yes, because of something. Pamela's. Know, okay. Tell it. It's called Pamela's. I think it's, it's probably either Pamela's or DeLuca's. I think it's Pamela's and Obama yeah. was famous for saying they had the best pancakes. Their pancakes. If you are looking for a typical pancake, probably not the place to go, but if you're looking for a unique pancake experience, Pamela's has it for you. Oh, yeah. Obama approved. (laughs) Yeah, Obama approved. So visit Pamela's. Lindsay, before we get into the actual topic that we have you here for today, can I just ask Winnie Cooper, your dog, named after Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years? I was going to ask you. Okay. Yeah. So she's a rescue, and her original name was Wendy. And I was like, that's really hard to say, like, if I'm outside, like Wendy, you know, so I, um, I wanted something close. And then I happened to be watching an old episode of the Wonder Years and Winnie Cooper was moving school districts. And she told Kevin, she was like, Kevin, you know, I'm really like, I'm moving and this is really sad. And she was, you know, really upset about it. And then she looks at Kevin and goes, well, you promise to think about me every hour on the hour. And Kevin's like, (laughs) 
his like mind starts going crazy and he's like looking at the clock and like looking at go and he's like looking at her and like oh my god every hour on the hour and so when i met my winnie i thought of that because that's exactly how she is she's like all right think of me every hour on the hour like where are you she's just super attached (laughs) also as a therapist if someone tells you that run in another direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot there to unravel from a cognitive perspective and attachment perspective, but that's a whole nother show. Um, but a dog, a dog, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, a dog should do that. That's what a great story. Thanks, Lindsay. So we've been talking about food and mood. So how food that we consume contributes to depression and anxiety. And on Well Seekers, we talk mental, emotional health a lot and the keys to living life well from a holistic perspective. And I'm Italian, so food has always been a big part of my story. And as I dove into holistic studies more with mental health, I realized the connection between food and mood is ridiculous how much it contributes to the way we function cognitively, different emotions, and the list goes on and on. Inflammation and how inflammation affects mental health. And not to say that you can't have a horrible diet and still be quote unquote happy, but there is a direct correlation and we're all about finding those correlations and helping people live their best life. So when I read about what you did, Lindsay, first of all, I just love what you do. Um, I study this too. I just really appreciate the knowledge that you're giving people. But how did you get into this? What made you passionate about this? So I got into this. It's actually kind of funny um, through, well, like most people, I think through personal experience as a kid, I was actually diagnosed with anxiety when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. I started trying different things, going to therapy, and nothing was quite really clicking. And my sister, who's eight years older than me, she had some similar struggles with anxiety and depression. And she started going to this wellness center in our hometown. And within six months of her going there, I just noticed this complete shift in her. And I was going, you know, I was struggling very similarly. And so at like age 12, I was just like, mom, dad, can I go to that too? You know, she's, and my sister at the time, like 18 or 19, you know, my parents were like, sure, like, let's check it out. And so I started going to this wellness center and my mentor there, he actually focused on Chinese medicine and, but you know, he was, and he was a coach and he would listen to me and really I just started shifting the way that I was eating, the output, exercising and things like that. And he didn't do it in a way that was like diet or pushing anything like that on me. It was really all about understanding what I was eating and how I felt afterwards. And so that really changed the way that I saw food. It also, I mean, my anxiety started to lessen. I started feeling better about myself. And I really became the food mood girl when I was you know, 12 years old. And then by the time I was in ninth grade, I started teaching stress management workshops at student council conferences because I had been doing a lot of this work on myself and wanted to, you know, kind of teach some of these mindful things that I was learning. And and then the food that had been a part of it. But then obviously when I went to college and then school, I that's when I decided to make this a career. So you now technically are a certified health coach, right? Yes. Okay. When you were in school, 
Did you study a lot of the science behind this as well? Or was that more when you got out of school? Um, I would say both. It was something that I was like really interested in. And then I also did a culinary program as well. So I got to learn more specifically about food and, and cooking as well. So I kind of just combined all of that, mm -hmm. that knowledge. I've always said the way that I describe it is, you know, gut feelings, right? So we have more neurons in our gut, which you probably know than anywhere else in our body. So what we put in our guts is sending messages to our mind all the time. So mm -hmm. ultra processed food and gut health go hand in hand. So if you have a diet high in ultra processed foods, then it's going to change the way that you think. From a scientific perspective and from your knowledge base, anything else that you have learned to break it down for people listening right now that want to know a little bit more about, hey, why does food affect mood? And I talked about it a little before you were on, but I'd love to have your input too. Well, I think it's several things. I think most importantly, it's important to understand that food is inherently emotional. And I truly believe that. Like when we are a newborn, you know, what do we do when we're hungry? We cry. It's an emotional response, you know, to needing nutrients. And so that's one part of it. And I also think you have to really ask yourself, the, the deeper question of why. For example, if you're feeling sad or depressed, what's your body seeking? Your body is, if it's sad, it's seeking happiness. That's what it wants. It wants to be balanced. Your body's always looking for balance. And so what happens then is your body's like, okay, I want to be happy. And so I need, you know, if food's going to do it, I, I need serotonin. And so serotonin is found in those quick fix foods, um, you know, like a cookie or a brownie or some chips or something like that. Like the quick, um, it's a rush. It's a chemical, yeah, the, uh, it's a, literally a chemical yeah. reaction happening in your brain. Yeah. But yeah. it's not a long, it's temporary. So right. yes, you will get that quick boost, but then, you know, what happens, what your body's really wanting though, is in that moment, B vitamins, magnesium, mm. omega threes, complex carbs. That's what it really wants, but it's, it's getting that quick. It's kind of like just the quick runaround of getting that quick, that serotonin boost without having to get the B vitamins, the magnesium, the omegas. And so what I found is, you know, if you can, look at it as what your body needs in those moments, then you can shift into the foods that will actually give your body the vitamins, the nutrients that help process serotonin so that you can get your true body's desire, which is to be balanced, to be happy. And so those foods can help over time. You know, it's not going to be that quick fix right away. It's not like you're going to switch to eat you know, an avocado or uh, like a handful of walnuts and be like, wow, that really did it for me. I'm very happy now. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's not, it, it, it will help, but it's, it's really kind of that long-term getting, it's really getting to know your body um, and understanding that. So what are some of those foods from your experience? Before you came on, we talked about salmons, vegetables, different attributes of those foods in particular, like I said, I'm Italian. So I love food has always been a part of my story. And like you actually mentioned, Lindsay, I, I think with food, in some cases, it's it's the food and the way it's being processed. And in other cases, it's the psychological side effects or distress that comes from eating a food that your brain is connecting with an emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, and I've spent a lot of time when I worked with eating disorder patients focusing on retraining your brain to tell it a different story. Cause I've, you know, can have a patient that consumes 3000 
unhealthy calories and has zero psychological side effects and feels great. No anxiety, no depression. But if you've trained your neurons um, to create a story that is, if I eat X food, I should feel bad, then your brain creates that story, right? So it's really complicated because there's foods that naturally help us. And then there's the brain component of it, which is sort of where my expertise lies. But as far Mm -hmm. as the food goes, what are some ones that you would say, if you struggle with depression and anxiety, you should be looking into incorporating into your diet? So specifically for like depression or sadness, you know, B vitamins, omega-3s. What are some of those foods? Because here's the thing that, and some people don't know, right? And no fault of their own, but what foods have the most B vitamin that you like to go to? Uh, Well, as far as B vitamins go, I mean, you can get most of this through food. So just some foods for sadness that include like the things that I'm talking about would be your basic whole foods, but some of them that have more of these nutrients would be like asparagus, avocado, bananas, beans, berries, mushrooms, leafy greens. Also like complex carbs are really great. So, you know, whole grains, quinoa, because they can help your body release serotonin, you know, like magnesium, you can get it in raw cacao, things like that, or a really nice piece of dark chocolate, Mm. uh, walnuts, things like that. Those are some of the foods that help specifically with sadness because they contain um, higher levels of the nutrients that I mentioned. Any other go-to foods that if someone says, hey, I want to work on my food consumption to help with anxiety or depression that you would suggest to them? So B vitamin and all of those foods, great advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anxiety and depression are a little a little bit different in this way. So totally, you know, with depression, you are sad and your body wants to be happy with anxiety. Your body's stressed. It's on high alert. And so it's naturally craving things like fat and sugar and salt, because that's actually what you need to help calm your body down. But what ends up happening is people grab fat, salt, sugar, they grab like, you know, chips or, you know, something really sweet. But what your body really needs is, you know, it needs the nutrients, like even grounding foods or magnesium, like GABA, which is a neurotransmitter that's responsible for help shutting down brain activity to like help keep you calm. They're rich in like almonds, obviously healthy fats like avocados, uh, beets are really great, a great food. And here's the thing though, like I find that people, I'm saying these things, but then I'm all like, I'm saying this out loud, but then my mind's also like, yeah, but if you're stressed, like you're not going to go grab a beat and eat it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's the follow-up question, right? So all of these foods are awesome. And these lists we can talk about all day long, but if you don't know how to put them together or assemble a meal. So could you walk us through, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but say I had depression or say I had anxiety. Could you walk us through maybe a sample day of foods for each sort of breakfast, lunch, dinner? Yeah. So uh, let's say, you know, depression, for example, Um, making maybe mini egg muffins in the morning, or you can have them, you know, you can make little egg muffins, just some eggs. You can throw in some onion, bell pepper, things like that, even some fresh basil. And so you're going to get the healthy fats. And also it's easy because you can, you could make them the night before you can freeze them and then you can, you know, throw them in a toaster oven or something like that in the morning. So something like that could be really, really simple. You could add some avocado with that. 
I'm all about like making things like super, super easy. And then let's say like for lunch or dinner, another meal that I have that I think is a great way to show how to use walnuts and mushrooms in a different way. I have a taco salad recipe actually that it doesn't use meat, but instead uses walnuts and mushrooms as the meat. And I'm not kidding you. It looks exactly like ground beef. It tastes exactly like it with this, with the, the seasonings. And it's a way to get those vegetables and nuts, or I guess fungi <laughs> and nuts in just a unique way. You know, something that you may not, it may not be your go-to, but it's something that is really, really simple. And it's no different than making your traditional beef recipe, except you're literally just using the walnuts and mushrooms and and a food processor. Lindsay, do you have any of these on your blog so we could link to some of them? Yeah. 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 Okay. So we'll put a link below. Yes. I do have some of those recipes. So in my cookbook, I break everything down by the, uh, so if you're sad, stressed, tired, hangry, or bored, and then I have the science behind it. And then I include the foods Um, that help. And then I have the recipes based off cravings. So if you want something sweet, salty, creamy, crunchy, or a drink, for example, another one that is pretty much, you can find it on my website or and a couple other people reposted it, but I will send it to you. It's my, my favorite one. And it's my cookie dough contraband. I don't know if you remember the cookie dough bites. You can get them at the movie theater. They're like in the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And so the reason I call it my contraband is because this is what I sneak into the movie theater instead. But it's just almond butter, a little either honey or maple syrup, almond flour or even cashew flour. And you could do it with a few chocolate chips or not. And again, you know, you can decide, uh, you know, obviously with like something like chocolate chips, I would encourage the darker ones, you know, dark chocolate. There's also like, because I know there are a lot of people that can't do a lot of sugar. One of my friends is like that. And so she does a lot of stevia, sweetened chocolate chips. But you can kind of, I've had actually people make this recipe and put like nuts in it, like or raisins, you know, so you can, you can kind of have fun with it. And it's one of those like quick quick things that can give your body. So when you are feeling stressed and your body's on high alert and it's craving that fat, it's craving that sugar, it's craving that salt. This actually does all three. You have the fat with the almonds, you have, you know, a little uh, sugar with a natural like maple syrup. And, you know, you can add a little salt to get that nutrient as well. And so you are not only satisfying that craving, but you're also giving your body the exact nutrients that it needs. Great. So we'll definitely link to Lindsay's blog on the website so you can check out all of her recipes there. I have a few things I want to ask you about sort of current trends and then where you see trends going and then just a bigger question about it all. I know MCT oil has been something that's talked about a lot in the world of, and if people don't know what that is, it's a specific type of oil that people use that they say has um, significant help with cognitive function and can help depression, helps with brain fog, which they say causes poor nutrition, sleep deprivation. So this is supposed to help with depression, stress, regulation of blood sugar levels. What's your feeling on MCT oil? Do you think it deserves all the hype that it has around it? Um, I'm someone that probably is 
leans on the side of skeptical of hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good, right? If you look at it from a scientific perspective, it is. it obviously has some benefits, but I just feel like everyone in the world of holistic sort of mental health nutrition is so big on MCT oil. Yeah, to me, it's just one of those things that there's always going to be a new thing. It's going to be whether it's like now it's mushroom powder and we're going to put that in everything. And now, you know, there's and those things like some of them, they're not bad, like they're good things. But I'm also just realistic. Is this also accessible for people. You know, it's great to talk about MCT oil and all of these things, but before you know it, you just put a milkshake together that costs like $200. Exactly. <laughs> and people can't afford it when you could probably get the same benefits out of coconut oil or even coconut oil can be expensive. But Trader Joe's, one of my favorite, shout out to Trader Joe's. I feel like they make <laughs> good food cheap and accessible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's like, you know, it, I'm here's where I feel with like hypes. I'm like, I'm open to trying things. Like I'm always open to, huh, that's interesting. Let me, let me try that. But I don't look at it as this is going to save my life. You know, I don't think that you should look at the trends as a, like an end all be all for your problems. You know, if you're in a bad relationship, MCT oil is not going to fix it. You know, if you're <laughs> right, like, right. I, from a depression, anxiety point of view, food wise, I mean, it definitely has some attributes, but yeah, you're right. It's not going to help you with attachment disorder. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, being Italian and following a Mediterranean diet and how that has worked for me over the years has been astronomically helpful coming from where I was with food and anxiety and all of those things. And then where I am now, food wise, I just go, went back to my roots, right? Which is a Mediterranean-based diet, which is a lot of the things that you talked about um, and incorporates all those things. Is there something in your diet that you are just like, this is something that has always been there and that I just love? It could be a recipe of food, but the number one thing that you can't live without in your diet as the food mood girl. <laughs> um, oh, that's such a hard question for me, honestly, because I, the more that I think about it, I'm such a, I am such a mood person. And so I change all the time. Like, I don't like the one same thing all the time, because I'm always like just checking in with my body. One thing that I try to embrace on a day to day basis is learning to really find that peace with food. And like, even how you said about like pancakes, when we started this off, and it was like, Oh, pancakes, and here we are talking about like MCT oil and like the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Um, but once in a while, it can be okay. It's just as long as it's not right? Like the foundation building blocks of your diet. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think for me, it's actually really being so immersed in wellness and kind of actually feeling some pressure sometimes. Like I remember, I remember I was getting froyo one time and someone recognized me as the food mood girl and kind of like put me on blast a little bit and was like, oh my goodness, like, what are you doing here? And so it almost for a couple of years, it made me feel like, wait, even though I love this and I eat very healthy all the time, it kind of made me feel like I couldn't have something. So I think for me, it's really just always making sure, like just checking in with myself and, and my mood and also al allowing myself to eat food when I want, not because I feel like pressured by the wellness industry, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Lindsay, last question. When I look at the United States and health and when anyone looks at the United States and health, there are so many countries that are ahead of us. Is there trends that you see just happening or other countries doing, not even trends, but habits that you wish we did more to sort of address our food, our mood, and just our overall health in general? 
Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is just the quality of food. I think the quality of food in the United States is very poor in many ways, you know, whereas other countries, I think what they're ahead on is just getting back to basics, real food, and also just using quality ingredients. I think that's one thing that just traveling, I noticed, you know, like even my my husband, he's gluten-free and he was just in, he's a musician and he was touring and he was just in Italy. He wanted to try like some pasta and he did and he, he felt fine because of it, you know, and it was, I think the difference is a lot of times the quality. Yeah. Do you want to know what I heard that is actually? It's the niacin. There's something about niacin and the way it's processed here in the U.S. that causes almost causes that reaction. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I heard that. And then I also heard um, like Roundup, Um, you know, that would Roundup would do it. That's a whole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would ruin anything. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Lindsay Smith, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. So much valuable information just about food, mood in general, and then just the bigger question of where we're headed in the world of food. But if you want to check out more about Lindsay, make sure, Lindsay, can you give everyone your socials so that they can find you there? I don't want to mess them up. So I'd like to let you do them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just Lindsay Smith, Lindsay with an E, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, Smith, I think the only way to spell it, S-M-I-T-H, and then the letters H-H-C stands for Holistic Health Coach. Perfect. Lindsay Smith, nationally recognized author, health coach, speaker, and the blogger behind Food Mood Girl. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And we'll be right back on Well Seekers. After a long day, taking time to love yourself and your friends and your family more well can be a challenge. We're so burnt out and exhausted and stressed from working so hard during the day, we forget to love the people and the places and the things that are important to us. Well, Lucia Knight is here to help. We're gonna be a retreat and a treat for your day a place to laugh, to connect, and to learn to love yourself and others more well. We're gonna talk about relationships, ways to sleep better. We'll have expert guests, personal stories, maybe even a musical guest or two. We'll share behind the scenes into my own life as well, my friends, my family, and of course, my relationships. So close the door on your day and light up your night with Lucia at night. Also, make sure to check out more at wellseekers.com for simple and real-life ways to bring wellness home. I'll see you tonight on Lucia at Night. Thanks for being part of The Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. And we're back on Well Seekers. Thanks so much again to Lindsay Smith, known as the Food Mood Girl, for coming on and sharing her knowledge and expertise a lot to digest. No pun intended. Actually, maybe pun intended from this episode. Um, so if you're looking for those links of things we talked about and more on Lindsay, make sure to check out our blog for more, wellseekers.com. Before we let you go, we're all about stories here and solutions. And one of the things I love are practical solutions. And one of the items that we have in our spring box coming up, I think is going to be really important um, and pertains to today's show. And that's something that helps with mindfulness. So mindfulness is basically the psychological process of bringing your attention to experiencing the present moment without the past coming in, without the future coming in, and without our judgments coming in, which is really tough stuff and hard work. So how do we get to mindfulness? 
There's so many processes and books and questions. I found a book when I was first starting to investigate mindfulness called Mindfulness for Beginners. Um, I can put a little a link to that book, but it's by John Kabat-Zinn, who, if you know anything about mindfulness, he's a big guru in the world of mindfulness. So you can check that out. But what we have in this month's box that I think is even a more simple approach and realistic approach, given the lives of everyone in our country and our world that are just increasingly rapid. I believe the best thing to do is to slow down our pace a little. But if you can't slow down your pace, the next best thing to do is interject some mindfulness into your busy day. And what better way than these cards? So basically, this is a stack of cards. They ask different questions that help add to your mindfulness and bringing yourself and your thoughts into the present moment. And I suggest, and right there, I actually screwed up a little. And um, it's because my phone, even though it's on vibrate, it's going off, right? So like when you're looking at these mindfulness messages, put things away, eliminate those distractions. Even if it's for just a couple minutes, you can set your phone aside, set everything aside. And even maybe it's before you're picking up kids, maybe it's before you go into work and just grab one of these cards and they each have a message that helps bring you into the present moment. It helps set an intention to be connected to the present moment without judgment, just a safe space. And how often do you get a safe space and a space for yourself? Probably five seconds a day, if that. (laughs) So this is a time in the few seconds that you do have to connect to your mind, connect to your body and connect to the present moment all by asking yourself a really simple question. So if you hop on to wellseekers.com, you can get signed up for our spring box or you can just check out these cards. I don't endorse the cards in any way. We're not paid to endorse them. It's just something I love and I I use myself. So head on over to wellseekers.com and you can check that out. You can also check out a ton of other great shows. If you missed um, our episode with Sharon Lawrence talking about anxiety and depression, our first guest in the series, make sure you check that out. And we just have so much good stuff helping you find your way, the keys to a life that reduces stress and distress and just has a conversation about life on life's terms and how we can live life brightly and well, regardless of your circumstance. So if you're looking for a rise in your life, if you're looking for a comeback, this is the place. This is your tribe. I like to say this is your family because to me, being Italian, everything is about family. So this is your family if you're looking to rise and come back. And just a little plug, if you want to talk all relationships in a more fun, laid back style, also check out Lucia at Night, which is our relationship based show. It's a little bit more of a laid back style. I have a lot of my friends on. um, So we talk about some more personal stuff as well. So check that out. From all of us here at Well Seekers, thanks so much. I know that you have so many demands on your day and we're so grateful that you choose to be a part of our family. We'll talk to you next week on Well Seekers. How would you like to join the conversation? Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.